Welcome to the Lead Podcast, helping you to get it, grow it, and give it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lead Podcast here at EC3 in Collegedale, Tennessee, bulk recording season three. And today I have uh, a really cool guest with me. He just presented this morning and, and we're going to talk a bit about the presentation he had uh, on on digital evangelism, branding, and, and, and being online. And this is uh, Sam Neves. Is, do I have that? Okay, great. This is fantastic. I forgot to confirm that <laughs> before we started, but I'm thank you so much for joining us. That's uh, all right. My pleasure. And so tell us a bit about who you are and where you are currently, what you're doing uh, for the church currently. So I am the Associate Director of Communication for the Seventh-day Adventist Church globally. We call that the General Conference, as yeah. everyone listening to this podcast understands what that means. And I, my main responsibilities are branding and digital marketing for the Adventist Church. Awesome. That's fantastic. I'm really glad that we have someone... <laughs> fully dedicated to that. Um, that's the millennial in me. Yes. Um, so let's let's kind of break this down, especially for pastors who may not really have done a whole lot in the digital sphere and in digital space. But but what would you? How would you define digital evangelism? Digital evangelism. That is a great question. So a few years ago, I was asked. In fact, when when I was called to the general conference in an interview similar to this. I was asked about digital evangelism, and I said there is no such thing as digital evangelism because you need people, you know, you need a hug in order to trust, and, mm. and without that, there is no such thing as digital discipleship. That's just a myth. And then I, I went to Brazil, and a guy listened to this interview and said, can I have your, your WhatsApp number? They use that a lot. And for the next year, he started sending me constant screenshots of people that are that were sharing from the depth of their heart on Facebook, right? So he answered the questions on the official church page for, for Brazil. And, and they were, within weeks, they were sharing, I, I've got this issue, I don't know how to tell my, my father. Things that took four years for people to start sharing with me in a local church as their pastor, yeah. it, it, suddenly all of that came out in, in digital. So this guy has single-handedly changed my mind about this process. <laughs> but he did something different. Instead of just responding to people's questions, he contacted them every week. He led the relationship. He never let go. And the following week, there will be a text. The following week, we've prayed for you. The following week, is there anything that we... So this constance, um, just like a normal relationship that you would have, was paramount to people being led online. And now they're, you know, they've baptized last year an average of three per day. Uh, wow. Just from Facebook alone, so this this matters, and and the digital is is real. Digital is not virtual, so virtual you're talking to a computer. Digital is just a tool that connects real people with real people mm -hmm. um, that are not constrained to space, and that is what matters. Great, so that's actually a really powerful answer. I love it. I um and I I love that someone took it upon themselves to really kind of just change your mind on it. Uh, what are what are some misconceptions that people have about digital evangelism? Well, that if there are many misconceptions. In fact, we live in misconception. So you have on one end of the spectrum, like I was, there's no such thing as digital. Let's not, you know, fool ourselves. Um, and then you have those that think that digital is dangerous mm -hmm. and we shouldn't touch it. And But most people just ignore it. 
They just don't don't feel they don't sense the power and the possibility within digital, hmm. and and that's the group that most pastors find themselves in. They kind of know it's important, but they just can't be bothered, and they don't do it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, what then? Bare minimum, right? If we were going to say like everyone should be doing this, uh, everyone should be doing the ideal, but what bare minimum? Should every church be doing online digital marketing, evangelism, all of it? What 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 should they be doing? Bare minimum. I think bare minimum they should have a good Facebook page that connects the community, hmm. um, in one way or another. That's still very very powerful. Um, I think that YouTube is also very powerful, and every church should have at least one member that is constantly on YouTube. It could be an, a matter of their interest, or it could be the pastor himself mm. answering questions that people may have about that week's topic. Mm. Um, they will find a crowd. There will be people that will be searching for those questions. Uh, so that will be a very quick, very simple, very easy way to to be digital immediately. Absolutely. And I think, too, everyone is always so afraid of the cost of it and what it costs. But honestly, I think content creation in general has never been cheaper. Uh than it is now. Buying equipment and, and getting started has been uh, has has become cheaper and cheaper, and I think it'll continue to be that way and become more accessible. Yeah. Um. So then, now let's get more specific to to those who really listen to this. Uh, what bare minimum should every church pastor be doing online? I don't advise church pastors to become digital specialists. Mm. Okay. It's it, that's not their job. Yeah. Uh, don't try. You know it. it don't try to read everything that is there about digital. Don't delve into that world um, and so on. That, that's a mistake, I, I, I believe. I think pastors should have their own YouTube channel because that's what hmm. the conversations are having. Yeah. Um, the conversation is not happening in the marketplace any longer. That is the new marketplace. Yeah. And if it was good enough for Paul to go to the marketplace, I think it should be good enough for all of our pastors, each and every one of them, um, to, to have a YouTube channel that discusses various issues, you know, that, that are relevant to the pastor at that given point. And it could be, I'm, I just last week, I preached a sermon about this because of three things that I've seen, one, two, three, and I think that matters. So if they write the title in a very compelling way of that video, YouTube will keep sending people their way all the time. Hmm. And they will start having followers and subscribers. And then they, but it is it is a community, so have somebody that will answer questions and 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 keep that you know alive and well. If a pastor is spending more than a few hours on digital every week, um, if it's not direct ministry, then I I think it's it may not be what they want. They want to to be in the real world, physical, present with people, mm-hmm. and it's based on that that they will have power to you know go, go to, to a camera and do well. Yeah, and I think that that actually opens up another door for people getting uh, the younger crowd involved in things at church is, is if you don't understand, start asking questions to yes. people who might. So I, I um, absolutely agree with that. So what, what gave you a passion for digital marketing and, and branding? What, what was it that instilled that in you? Was it something that came as a result of your appointment or, or was it something that had already been in you for a while? That, that's a great question. I mean, recently I've been spoiled because the team that I work with is so incredible hmm. and they are so on top of their, they are on top of their game. You know, you talk to them and it's just, they'll blow your mind. And 
and the people that have been part of this project that we've, we've, with the branding and digital marketing of the Adventist Church, we have people from all over the world now that share ideas and so on. So my role is really easy because there is such great counsel from, from people that in different perspectives. In the local church, it was very different. Um, I had to invest more time in these subjects than I wish I had to. Um, but every pastor should have a team that they build uh, and, that, and that bring richness to any digital project. But, you know, personally, why I'm so passionate about this, I, I don't know. I've, I have a feeling that when I was much younger, I'm told that I started speaking when I was seven months old. That was my first oh, wow. word. Uh, before I was two, I could have conversations. And I'm told that mm. before I was three, I would hold adults for an extended period of time as I told stories of, <laughs> of incredible heroism. Um, so that for me, I seem to have this inbuilt passion for communicating. And I, I was born to be a minister. So as I'm, I'm a pastor in the Adventist church, I ha we have this huge calling to communicate with the world. And as I look at what results we're having, they're very poor. We're not communicating with the world. Um, most people don't know we even exist. And so I, I looked at tools. What are the most powerful tools mm. to communicate? And that's how I landed in branding and digital marketing. Gotcha. Okay. So that makes sense. That's, that's, Pretty logical. I love that at three years old you were holding the attention of adults. I think that's <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, so I think one of the struggles that a lot of pastors face, uh, this was certainly something that I faced uh, when I was pastoring my last district, was uh, how do I convince my church members of the need this way, right? Because if I'm going to do a YouTube channel with the church or I'm going to start doing stuff on Facebook, uh, how, do I, how do I get them to, how do I begin that conversation with them to say, this is something we should be doing to reach our community. And, and, and yeah, how do I start changing their mind? Changing the mind of an existing congregation. I, I, sometimes I think it's easier for the second coming to happen. Yeah, than, for than, real. <laughs> <laughs> than, than to change any local church. And perhaps there, there are no big changes that are needed, you know, and there are no, certainly no meetings that need to be had and no new committees that need to be formed. I think that that, that would be a mistake going down that road. Uh, it depends on the size of the church too. But ultimately, if you could get a couple of people that are interested in, in digital media, um, that's all you need. Hmm. And then as a pastor, you just put a camera in front of you, buy a Mevo camera if you want to be very practical. You know, a couple, yeah. a few hundred dollars, you buy a Mevo camera, set it to auto record. You don't even need a mic if you don't have the funds to do it and just help people. That's it. You have God has given you so much, Pastor, to 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 present to people that in a way that will enrich their lives. Just put a camera in front of you and go for it. Hmm. Uh, today, I'm speaking to to young mothers whose young single moms who are struggling with parenting. Okay, then say something. Breathe life into into their lives. You know, read a passage of scripture that brings hope to them, or have practical advice. Yeah. Uh, that so any issue that you are passionate about, and pastors are passionate about different things, just bring that out and then mention it on a Sabbath morning. This week on YouTube, I noticed that, and every week you mention your channel. Every single week you mention your channel, and then suddenly people will see that that's where the conversation is happening. That's that's important, and hmm. then it will slowly grow. 
Yeah. Uh, but no committees. No committees. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. I can't stand so many committees. So you're in tune with the digital marketing. You've 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 looked at some stats regarding Adventists and 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 kind of where we are. So for those who are looking for inspiration, for those who are looking at at how can I engage with the, the Adventist conversation online too on YouTube or others, uh, what are some current who are some current content creators? Uh, that you might point people to. What are some current channel, YouTube channels, or or any social media, really, any any creators that that are out there? Okay, so we've got um, Justin Justin Cole. He is his YouTube channel is called That Christian Vlogger, um, and he he doesn't have um, a very overt. I'm a Seventh Day Adventist, therefore, no. He is a Christian who is answering questions from the Bible. But of course, all the time, people ask, you know, so what's your and he's very open. He's very clear. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, so the Sabbath is important to me. Let me tell you yeah. why. And he goes through the Bible. So over the last, I think, year or two, he had 2,500 people who said, I want Bible studies. That's an incredible amount um, of people that are, that are yeah. you know, willing to study the Bible based on a YouTube channel. So that's one that I, that I admire a lot. Um, you also have WhatsApp groups in Namibia for example, who are baptizing and planting churches through WhatsApp because the person receives the messages, they love it, they start listening with groups of people in their homes, but then there's no Adventist church near them. What do they do? So the WhatsApp group tells them, well, invite more friends and let's start a church in your house. My house? Yes. And so their WhatsApp wow. church is being formed. Wow. Uh, and it's really cool because they, let's say Sabbath school, somebody that is remotely you know, because the whole thing is remotely, ha happens remotely. You press the audio record in WhatsApp and you say, welcome to Sabbath school today. We're going to discuss this, that, and the other. And then they let go. That audio goes. When people receive that audio, the person who's doing the Sabbath school lesson knows it's their turn. And so they have this asynchronous way of everybody taking part in this digital Sabbath school lesson over WhatsApp. And here's the beautiful part. If people have slow internet connection, they're going to go through the whole thing when they receive it, when their internet yeah. receives it. So it's a, it's a fantastic creative way of, of spreading the message, uh, essentially. Wow, that's awesome. So um, I, I love that. I love that we're getting on YouTube. And, and I've watched that Christian vlogger. I watched Justin. He's become a friend of mine. And, and he's someone that's really cool and, and someone I would also... Uh, encourage checking out and, and, and interacting with his content. So what are some Adventist entities, um, in addition to the church planning that you just talked about, uh, what are some Adventist entities doing digital work well or, or that are a good example of digital marketing? Uh, this can be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be evangelism, but just anything in the digital sphere. Well, we are beginning that conversation. So it's not something that Adventists are particularly fantastic about because marketing is very different from just putting content out and hoping for the best. Absolutely. No, you, you need, you need that funnel. You need to, first of all, be found by people. Then you need the people that find you to engage with you. And, and that's why we call it a funnel because there's always less people in the next step. Not everybody that goes to your website connects with you. Mm -hmm. um, so, in that process, there are very few that are going through the entire funnel. And, and for example, 
if we want people to become Seventh-day Adventists, have you ever been on a website with a call to action, become an Adventist? Why no, not? I, yeah. Why not? <laughs> so you see? Yeah. So we're very good from the pulpit to lead people to a decision. But in a digital format, we, we never learned that art, and we're starting to do that now. Um, there are some institutions that are leading in this process. I think AWR is out of all institutions the one that is most serious about digital this digital revolution hmm. by far and they're willing to put all of their resources to to invest in this and to move us toward this um and then of course you have hope channel you have it is written you have voice of prophecy you have you know all of the other entities that are also trying very hard to to make this work uh south america has a very integrated system that they've learned a lot from and yeah, so Australia, there are many good projects yeah. happening. No, that's that's encouraging for me to hear as a millennial, as someone who uh, most of my friends no longer really tie themselves to the organization side, the institution of Adventism. So faith has become this this much more nebulous idea, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, less concrete, less uh, less something I can visibly see, and it's much more personal interactions with through online interaction, through online engagement, and so. For me, I feel very. Um, I did not know before today, before before I had had seen you uh, here at EC three that that we even had someone really paying attention to that at the GC level. I didn't know. Um, part of that, my fault for not really engaging too. But it is very very helpful for me to to see us starting that conversation, figuring out how can we how can we leverage this space for the good for the gospel. Um, for the good work and 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 for spreading Jesus' name. So you know, thank you for what you're doing and 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 for being involved in this. Thank um, you. Praise God for that. So, what are um, you you've already referenced like getting a, a movie camera? Um, what are some other helpful tools that pastors can utilize? YouTube is free, which is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yes. But but yeah, what are some other tools that or or resources that that pastors can utilize for this? I, I think that the most powerful resource a pastor could use is what we call the promise. Okay. So we've, we've gone through the last 18 months trying to define what is our promise to the world. And the reason we need a promise is that the world has become very confusing. Hmm. Okay. So you mentioned your friends, they're confused and, and most millennials are confused about everything because um, the world is very complex. We are bombarded by 5,000 messages a day trying to convince us to do something. Uh, and, and branded messages at that. So you have the fall of institutions yeah. and the rise of brands. Okay, so we, we've never trusted institutions less, but we've never trusted brands more. Hmm. Okay, so, and, yeah. and that's the point of branding in the Adventist church. We have done a very bad job of branding Yeah. to the point that we don't connect with the brand. Most people think that, you know, Tell me about the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Well, you have the general conference. and No, our brand isn't our organizational structure. You, you know, we got it wrong. Our brand isn't a logo either. The logo just represents all the feelings and, and all of the belief systems and all of our heart and our mind and our bodies even that are dedicated to this message. And that's what that logo represents. So the symbol of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, much like the symbol for Apple and the symbol for Amazon, it evokes a, 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 a reaction, an emotional reaction. Yeah. And if we're doing our jobs well, um, we will be adding value 
to the Seventh-day Adventist brand. But over the last many years, we haven't. In fact, we, we tried as a response to the arrogance of yesteryear, oh, we are the remnant, we are the, uh, we yes. have the truth, we, you know, and, and if you're not one of us, you're going to burn. I mean, who came up with that stuff? It's just, it's just the worst way possible of introducing who we are to people. Jesus didn't do that. He was the Messiah. And even when asked, he told a story that would, would make that very clear. You see, we need to focus on others. How is it that we can serve people and them? Who we are is important for us to know, but our identity has to lead to promising something to the world. One thing, what is it that we can help the world with? What is it that we can help, a pastor can help his community with? So after a year of discussion, uh, we landed on the following promise as, as the promise of the Seventh-day Adventist Church globally. Um, and that promise is, we can help you understand the Bible to find freedom, healing, and hope in Jesus. Hmm. And it seems that all that we do and the promise that we are delivering to people today is that we can help them understand the Bible. So this promise is a tool that a local church pastor can use to, to instill in their community this, this um, positioning on, on we are helping people understand the Bible. So this is what it looks like. If you have a basketball club or a cycling club or a keeping stitch, stitches club or a, a community service or whatever community activity there is, and even on a Sabbath morning, you start with, um, this project is brought to you by the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And if you don't know much about the Adventists, let me tell you this. We're here to help you understand the Bible, to find freedom, healing, and hope in Jesus. So if you ever go through a difficult time in your life and you're willing to explore the Bible and understand what God may be saying to you, then talk to us because we have helped millions of people understand the Bible and we can help you too. Now let's play basketball. Wow. Okay? And you do this this week and next week and the following week and the following week because at some point, somebody who's coming there, maybe a year from now, they're going to be in a difficult situation and they're willing to wonder, what is it that possibly people see in this Christian and, and the Bible and so on? And when they do, they need to remember that no one explains the Bible better than Adventists. And so they come back to us. So it's a drip, 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 drip until you own that authority. Yeah. And we have a couple of things to say about the Bible. So th this is what we do. So that tool, that sentence, that, that positioning statement, um, understand the Bible, that's what we're about. Mm. Then over time, it creates a sense of, of biblical awareness in the community. We are known for this. And when they see the symbol of the church, oh, Adventist, oh, Bible. We used to be known as the people of the book. I don't know if yeah, you know, yes. right? Um, and, and research shows that a lot of people still associate us with that, not with hope. We've been focusing on hope for a while. And, and when we ask people on the streets, you know, Adventist church, which words come to your mind? Hope didn't feature. Huh. You know, it, everybody, Bible, Bible. We're known for this. So that promise, it took a long while, hundreds of hours of conversations to define that. So that's a tool, a powerful tool that I think local church pastors could use. Wow, that's great. Thank you for that. Um, so just two more questions for you as we kind of wind down here. Um, th the first of which is this. You talked about what a logo is, and I think there's a, there's a misunderstanding or, or, or um, kind of a misconception around the idea of branding. Everyone thinks branding is just visual, is just logo. So can you break that myth for us and, and, and help us understand 
what is the, you've already explained what a logo is. So that's good. That's good. But what is branding as an entire idea? How do we, how do we interact with that idea? Branding is how much trust is there in a given organization? How much trust is, is given to an organization? So how do people feel when they see, when they encounter any touch point of that brand? So it could be seeing the logo. It could be visiting a shop. It could be, in our case, visiting a church. It could be meeting an Adventist in a public space. All of those touch points. How much trust do people have with that brand? So, and you can value this, you know, there's a tangible value to this. So Amazon is valued at 150 billion. It's the most valuable brand in 2018. Wow. Okay, that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And this doesn't include any factories. It doesn't include any distribution centers. That's just the name. Wow. Okay, 150 billion. Apple comes right behind with 149 billion and Google after that 148 billion. So th this is, and what does that mean? It means that's the... The, the trust that the world has in those organizations. So branding is directly related to your promise. If you promise love as a church, oh, we're going to promise love. Do you have the courage to promise love that every Adventist church will love you when you arrive? That every Adventist member will love you? Just look at our online conversations. We struggle to love. Yeah. Okay, so natural church development. Okay, it's a tool to yeah, measure NCD. churches. NCD. Do you know what the lowest score is in every Adventist church measured? I don't. Low, uh, the lowest one is loving relationships. Hmm. Okay? I feel like I could have guessed that. So if you promise love, and clearly we're not delivering on love, what do you think is going to happen to the people that go to, to church? They'll leave. Yeah. Okay, so hope. We've been promising hope for 20 years. Do you, can you really promise and expect that every Adventist church that you go to, the sermon will, will as you walk out the door, you'll be more hopeful. I, I don't have the courage to promise that. Some hmm. of our churches, honestly, the service will suck the life out of you. Yeah. But you will know more about the Bible when you leave than when you arrived, if you pay attention. Hmm. Okay, so our calling to the world. Remember, Jesus called us to be um, to, to proclaim in a loud voice to everyone. So if you take the parable of the 10 virgins, I think many Adventists believe that we are the five virgins who, who, who slept but had the oil. Okay, yeah. that, that's our belief. Well, my understanding of prophecy is that no, we're not. We're the boy that runs in front of the groom screaming, he's coming, he's coming. We wake up the virgins essentially. Huh. Okay, so that's a different yeah. perspective. And if we're here to proclaim in a loud voice to wake up the world to the fact that Jesus is coming, well, then our role is different. Then proclamation is very important. Our community services and everything that we do for the community is to live out the gospel so we can help them understand the Bible. But our goal is to proclaim. And the moment we stop proclaiming, and we just want to be another Christian denomination, we lost our prophetic voice. And it's tragic when that happens. Hmm, that's powerful. Thank you for that. That is, um, I hadn't even thought about branding that way. And it's a, it's a topic I've, I interact with a lot. So I thank you for that. That, that broke some myths in my mind too. Um, so last question for us. We like to leave 
our our listeners with something practical that they can follow up with. So if they want to learn more about branding, digital marketing, what are some resources? What are some books they can dive into? Anything like that? Okay, so um, I'll give you our official website for the identity of the Adventist Church, and the website is identity.adventist.org. Okay. Um, if you're interested in copywriting, if you're interested in marketing, the best marketing framework that we found uh, is Story Brand uh, by a guy called Donald Miller. There is a good book on Amazon that you can you can download and 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 see and read, and a lot of online resources too. So for framework for marketing, Donald Miller. It will help with sermons. It will help with framing the conversation so that people will listen. It, it, it Donald Miller really helps you to clarify your message. It's incredible. Um, yeah, those are two resources that Great. I would point people to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on. This has been an awesome conversation. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the Adventist Church really dives into the digital world uh, in the coming years. And, and thank you for your work as well. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to The Lead Podcast. My name is Ryan Becker. I'm one of the co-hosts and producer of this podcast, and we really appreciate your support. If you want to subscribe, then you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, any of your favorite podcatching apps. And if you do subscribe on iTunes, then we just ask that you please leave a review. That really helps us out to know what we can do better and the things that you are already enjoying, the things that we can continue doing. Make sure you do subscribe and leave a review because we're always doing giveaways and that really uh, that's the way that we do it is we do it for those who have left a review. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback for the show, you can email us, leadsupodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter, Roger Hernandez, at leadsu, and myself, at Ryan180Becker. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. Without you, this is not possible. We'll see you next time.